Hi everyone, Terry Welbrock here. Just wanted to take a moment before today's episode to touch on a few things. So my book, The Caregiver Chronicles, 22 Family Caregivers Get Real About the Ties That Bind, has been climbing the charts. And the reviews, the five-star reviews, continue to roll in on Amazon. And it's just, uh, I don't know, makes my heart so happy. So if you haven't had an opportunity to check it out yet, please do and go read those reviews and order yourself a copy. You can get it in Kindle or paperback. Um, And also, it's now available on Goodreads as well as um, Barnes & Noble. So you can check it out there. and bookstores, smaller bookstores, stores are starting to carry it. Uh, all of the authors live scattered about the country, so everybody's doing their part to try to get this into libraries and bookstores. So uh, ask for it in your own indie bookstore or your Barnes & Noble or wherever it is that you shop for books. Um, yeah, so thank you so much for your support. If you have read it and written a review, thank you, thank you, thank you. One of the other things that I wanted to share, um, cute little story, So my daughter is a senior in high school, and she came home from school the other day and said, so I was talking to my coach uh, about what my parents do and uh, brought up the podcast and the fact that uh, I host and produce the Healing Place podcast. And her coach said, oh my gosh, I have been a fan of that show and listened to that show since moving to the island. And so... Our daughter was just so happy to know that her coach had been listening to this show. So I just wanted to say, Coach Perry, we absolutely adore you. We just love you so much. Thank you for being in our daughter's life and uh, all that you've, you've done for her. So next time I see you, I'm going to give you a big giant hug. All right, now for today's episode. Welcome, everybody, to the Healing Place podcast. I'm your host, Terry Welbrock, and always smiling because I, I talked to my guests for a few minutes beforehand, and just I get so excited about these amazing, beautiful souls that come join me on the show, and today, smiling extra big because I have Eileen Martyr Merman. Is that, I didn't even ask about like your name. Yeah, that's, that's actually how you say it. Yeah. All right, woo! Got it right. Normally I ask that. So Eileen is a New York State licensed mental health counselor and a spiritual healing teacher for more than 45 years. Eileen specializes in, let me start that over. Eileen (laughs) specializes in integrating psychotherapy, spirituality, meditation, and various forms of alternative healing for her private practice. So welcome Eileen. Thank you, Terry. It's a pleasure to be here. Oh, I'm I, again, I'm excited to learn about you having a, a very spiritual nature myself. You seem like my my sister painted that angel for me and I'm surrounded by all of my good uh, spiritual stuff. Well, as a matter of fact, it's so funny before I even read through your bio again this morning um, and I saw that you talked about aromatherapy in it. I I said, oh, I think I'm going to put some frankincense in. And so I've got my frankincense going behind me and it smells so delicious in here. <laughs> That's great. That's really great. Yeah. yeah. I love the, I love the essential oils because it's, it's like a plant, it's plant medicine, you know, it's all natural and it really makes a difference. It boosts our energy. It, it literally changes our energy. So yes. I put them on every morning. It's great. Well, yes, wonderful. Well, someone introduced me to the frankincense. I had never really, other than I grew up Catholic. And so, you know, I remember them doing like frankincense in church. Um, 
But then when I smelled it, I it just like it was like, like my whole body melted. And I was like, oh, this is it. Like this is the one. Yeah. Yeah. It really resonates. Great for the immune system. It's just good. Frankincense is really good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It's also good for the dogs, by the way. Oh, good. Well, Sammy's getting some. She's hanging out with me right now. So yeah, she's in here soaking it soaking it in so one of the things i wanted to talk to you about was um you have this book and i'm so excited and um there it is how i think i should be is bs um from hiddenness to open-hearted healing memoir and i like how you have not just for professional women (laughs) (laughs) so yeah so talk to us about the inspiration behind this book and uh the benefits of, of people picking it up so I I have thought about writing a book for decades because the early books, let's say in the 80s and the 90s, where the psychotherapy and spirituality was integrated, was written by men. And I kept saying, I have to write a book. I have to write a book. I have to write a book. But I, I never had time between family and working full time. I never had the time. And then as I got older, I said, I really have to write this book. It's ridiculous already. So um, so that's one of the inspirations. And really the truth of the matter is that I have done so much work on myself and with others, changing and healing and growing and transforming that I wanted to share. I'm not saying that people have to do what I've done, but I want to share that there's hope, that there's change. Change isn't easy, but if you stay with it and you have support, you can't do anything alone. So if you have support, things can happen and you could have a better life. So I I wanted to share that and that it's not all, um, we don't have to live in that uh, fear place all of the time. It doesn't mean that we don't have fears. It doesn't mean that we don't have um, concerns. It doesn't mean that we don't have difficulties, but it means being able to be with all that stuff, which is part of life, um, in a better way, as best as we can. Yes. Oh, and I, I love that. I, a couple of things that you said, um, and one was the support part of it. That That is really is such a huge, huge part of it. I know as a trauma survivor myself, I got into the habit of I'll do it myself. I'll do it myself. I'll do it myself because it was like, that's what I did as a kid. Like I'll take care of myself. I'll I'll make it better. I'll survive. And um, last night I was texting with someone near and dear to my heart. And this person is incredibly spiritual, um, intuitive. And she had texted me some, some angel messages she was receiving or, or spiritual spirit guide messages. Mm -hmm. And, wow, did they resonate? And so we chatted via text for like two or three hours. And it was just such a big lift to me on many levels, because I was able to open up and share some concerns that I was working through. And then I didn't feel so alone in, in the struggle. And so yeah, having that support system in place, beautiful way to just lift ourselves up. Make it and it makes all the difference in the world. Because when we think we could do it alone, which we had to as children, because we thought this is just my problem. You know, this is just me, you know, um, first of all, we find out that we're not alone and that it's not just our problem. It's a problem with families. It's a problem with society. It's a pro it's just a problem that, um, 
it just changes everything, you know, it just changes everything. So um, I recommend that people, if they don't have to do therapy, I, I recommend therapy. I think it's fabulous if you could find somebody that you could relate to, but um, a lot of people don't want to go that route. So some kind of support groups or coaches or um, just getting involved in something where you're not alone, doing something that you love, whether it's hiking or I'm into knitting or going to the beach or whatever, book clubs, it really makes a difference. Yes. Well, I'm glad you just brought up book clubs because that's exactly what I was going to say when I first stepped back onto my healing journey, um, just battling horrific panic attacks all the time. And I started to pick up books, those almost like it was like that little baby step, <laughs> like, what do these books have to say? And then the body keeps the score happened to land in my lap. And that was the one that I just remember, you know, tears falling and thinking, oh my gosh, this is speaking to me. And that's when I was able to finally reach out to a therapist and say, okay, it's time I start to deal with, with all of this stuff. But crazy thing is when I went to the therapist, I had a list of five things I wanted to address. And it was like, oh, this divorce I'm going through. My teenage son is mad at me because I walked away from his dad. Uh, my, my codependent relationship with my alcoholic mother, a toxic friendship. And number five, not kidding. The, all this trauma from my childhood, you know, is like a little PS, like, oh, <laughs> we get to that. Oh, by the way. <laughs> Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. But at least it was on the list. Right. True, true, true. Yeah. And not realizing all of that was affecting all of the above. So, yeah. So yeah. now you're the spiritual part of it. I love that you integrate um, spirituality in, into your practice. Can can you talk about that and, and what that means to folks? Yeah. So for me, spirituality means um, connecting with all of who we are, not just the personality and the part of us that we identify with, that there's, there's so much more. I believe that everything and everyone is interconnected and, um, you know, the good, the bad, the ugly, and the beautiful. Um, and that when we connect to our other parts of ourselves, um, it's sort of like a miracle because then we don't have to just act out from the little girl or the little boy who, who was a survivor. We can have so much more in us. We could be creative human beings instead of being hyper vigilant, you know, have to be, I don't trust anybody. So I have to know what's going on everywhere. We could actually flow, go, you know how people say go with the flow. Well, that's not so easy to do, but we could actually be more in flow with the rhythm of who we are and with the rhythm of life. And, um, yeah, there's so much more to who we are than the limited personality that we identify with. So that's, yeah. that's what I think of as spirituality. So, you know, I'm into having, so is the guidance, you mentioned guidance from outside of us, is the guidance from outside of us? Maybe the jury's out on that. Is the is the guidance from a higher source of us? I believe so. Um, so to connect to all of who we are, um, is a great relief. And 
I have found that since I was um, integrating spirituality, which is actually a very long time, um, not just in my life, but in the work that I've been doing, it makes it it makes it easier to transform uh, a lot of the trauma and the difficulties in life. Oh, yes, for sure. And one of the things I, that popped in my head as you were speaking was, I know, again, when I was just so lost in my chaos and um, trying to, and you mentioned the little girl, like I, I can just feel like looking back, it was just little Terry, like clawing, trying to find like some sort of way to survive and get out of this muck. Um, but the spiritual part and making sure that I, I was attentive to that part of me, um, really, really was helpful. And so again, I, what you're speaking to is just so resonates with me because we do need to, um, honor, I guess is the best word. Good one. All, all aspects of ourselves, you know, taking care of ourselves physically, taking care of ourselves emotionally, mentally, psychologically, but then that spiritual component, very important. Yeah, it really makes a difference. And, you know, meditation is fabulous. I meditate all the time, but not everybody likes it. You know, a lot of people think that they have to have no thoughts, which is silly because if you're alive and you're a human being, you're going to have thoughts. Um, but there are other things you could do, you know, uh, go to a museum, you know, take in the beauty of art, go to the beach, read a book, talk with friends. There's so many ways to um, have spiritual exper experiences. I talk in the book about ritual every day with my tea and I connect with the, the people that pick the tea and the, and the, the trees of the, this is green tea. So the, the, the leaves and I've done research about the, where the different green teas are from. And I feel connected to the world every time I drink that tea. And I love it. Besides it tastes delicious. Right. Um, right. I love it. And I've been, I've been doing the same thing again. I had read a book that uh, <clears throat> was along those lines of, excuse me, <clears throat> yeah. that was, uh, yes. Yeah, so when you sit down to a meal, to be thankful and even thank, you know, the farmers who picked the asparagus and, and grew it and, and, and just, again, that gratitude component of it. And I do, I do think that's a very spiritual um, way to exist. Yeah. Um, yeah. I saw a, as a matter of fact, I think I put it on the Facebook page for the podcast this morning. It said, um, uh, I was like trying to have a conversation with God and he spoke to me in flowers and I was waiting for words. So I almost missed the conversation. And that's what, um, that's what I thought about was you were talking is um, yeah. And just appreciating art, appreciating the flowers, whatever that may be and just connecting with it. Yes, exactly. You know, you know, so many of us have a false belief that there is going to be a download of information and somebody's going to be talking to us. I don't know where we got that from. I guess that's sort of like the easy way out instead of seeing um, the wholeness of reality or the, uh, the light of reality in the simple things, you know, like, like flowers, like tea, like um, reading a book, just looking, I have, you know, sculptures and 
beautiful, beautiful vases. Just looking at them brings me joy. It makes yes. a difference. Oh, me too. And you know, it's so funny as you talk, I thought of how many times my mom would have on the 10 commandments growing up. And that's what I thought of was, you know, everybody expected to be, you know, Mo Moses, Moses, like the, <laughs> you were going to have the burning bush and God's going to come and hand you the, whatever it is you need. Tablets. Like, no. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Hey everyone, it's Terry Welbrock, just taking a little break mid-episode. I know for the past couple of episodes, I have been talking about my new role, another new role in all of my hats that I wear, uh, obtaining my life and health insurance license here in the state of South Carolina, although I'm not limited to South Carolina in uh, being able to help people. Uh, so no matter where you are in the United States, um, reach out to me at terrywellbrock.com. And there's a tab on my website that is says request a quote. Um, I'm also looking for people to join my team. So if you are interested in learning about some work from home opportunities, um, please go to that page, that request a quote page on terrywellbrock.com and scroll down. Well, you need to fill in name and what state you're in and all that fun stuff. Um, but you can down at the bottom, it says, uh, yes, I'm interested, or I know somebody who might be interested in uh, work from home opportunities. So, all right. Now, back to today's wonderful episode. Thanks. Well, I certainly want to give you an opportunity to to talk about anything that that you're feeling intuitively maybe moved to to speak about that we haven't had a chance to touch upon. So, you know, I opened my book before um, we started. I was just curious, you know, where I would end up. So I wrote a chapter called Cracking the Code. Like what was missing? In the book, I talk about um, becoming a mother and the healing in that and waking up to the fact that I could actually kill somebody <laughs> to protect this child. But the fact that I could I could kill was very profoundly healing. I talk about uh, loss. I talk about synchronicity, intimacy, intuition. In fact, I'm going to be giving uh, a webinar in a few weeks on intuition, which I could talk about later. Um, but um, so in, in Cracking the Code, this is sort of a summary of a lot of what I said in the book. So longing to be whole so as a, a little girl with all the difficulties I had or the difficulties you had or the difficulties that almost everybody has, we have different stories, but longing to be whole and dance to my own rhythm, not the rhythm that I was taught I had to, to be, right? You know, sit with your legs together and wear certain clothes. I mean, we were, <clears throat> I, I grew up in the 50s, so we weren't allowed to wear pants until in school until like maybe uh, middle school, right before high school, we were allowed to. So, you know, all, all those rules and conventions and telling us how to be really um, shuts down a natural flow of expressing on all levels who we are. 
So I was longing to be whole and dance to my own rhythm. I engaged in many pursuits of consciousness raising. So I, even very young, I was very into um, nature and I was very into, I, I was brought up Jewish, going to the synagogue with my father. I didn't know what they were saying, but I loved the feeling of it. Um, I, I, I loved flowers and the little bugs and all kinds of things. Um, but I limited myself. I hid myself because I didn't think it was safe to really speak out. And actually, I don't think it was safe. Um, as I developed the courage to be myself, which took many, many years, and pay impeccable attention to my needs, I took one step, then another, so that I could transform the beliefs that kept me tight and hidden. Decades later, I'm in my late 60s, and with a lot of healing and life lived, I have opened to the vitality and compassion embedded in being all of who I am and why I'm here. And I believe we're all here to find ourselves and to and to be whole and to live our best best lives. Why not? Right. Right. No, I love it. That was part of our conversation last night was talking about I was talking about cutting the ties of ancestral binds, bonds, bonds. Yeah. Both. Um, the, the ones that bind you and that you're bonded to both. Yeah. Yeah. And and how it's it's just time to sever those certain ties and say, I, I didn't sign that contract. I don't want to be a part of it. That's it's not mine. And so yeah. I'm releasing it. And so yeah, that's because we are I, I had received a message once that you were both of the earth and of the light. And and so to me that speaks to, well, yeah, I am not just a spiritual being, but I'm here in this physical form to enjoy all that this earth has to offer in this life and the beauty and the joys and yeah we all deserve that it's why we're here isn't it yeah seems yeah. to be seems right to be. right i mean it's here for all of us to enjoy yeah so yeah. as best as we can i mean there are times of sorrow and great and great um tragedy and you know, things we just can't control. Right. Um, yeah. Well, just... that makes me think my mom died on my birthday this past March. And so I, I flew back to Ohio. She was in hospice. Um, and I spent the 12 days with her in hospice before she transitioned. And I tried as much as I sobbed and cried and just allowed myself the grief I also tried to, because I've grown to understand, to appreciate the little things and the joys that here I live in South Carolina now. And I was laying on a couch and just, you know, so sad. And my mom's lying in a bed next to me, slowly withering away. And it started snowing. And I was like, oh my gosh, no. Like, so then all of a sudden I was filled with all of this joy in the midst of the sadness because. I don't get to see snow anymore. And so just appreciating that. So yeah, you can have those moments of joy, even in the midst of horrific sadness. Yeah, yeah. I mean, something I've been aware of, I was actually talking to somebody about this yesterday, was even, even if things are really difficult, 
you know, having a, a, a period of time that's really difficult or very difficult day for whatever reason, it's easy to slip into the difficulty and say, woe is me and why me, you know, going through questioning purpose and life and what's it all about kind of stuff. And then I find that it's helpful to wake up, say, okay, that's all allowed. That's what's going on. That's what I'm feeling. Even if I'm being irrational and sometimes I'm being rational, sometimes things are really tough. Not, not always, not always rainbows and, right. you know, fairy dust. So truly, um, Oh, so uh, I just moved back to Manhattan. I was looking when I had this remembrance of the truth of what I already know. I'm, I was looking out, out at a building that has this gold top. It's an old, uh, it's an old, um, in the United States, that means like a few hundred years old, not very old, but in the United States, it's old. And it's, it was just beautiful. And I said, oh, I'm grateful that I could see that and take in that beauty. And that, that makes all the difference. Just a little bit of remembering gratitude after you really allow yourself to feel whatever it is that's, that's up in your system, because we all have stuff that we go through that we cycle around and we go deeper and deeper. And a lot of the stuff shows up even after many, many decades of working on yourself. So don't give up hope just remember that, okay, so it's still there. You're a human being, you're imperfect, stuff cycles around, and then remember the gratitude. So I think that's that's a big piece of medicine is remembering. Oh. Yes, I, I love it. And I'm glad you're, I glad, I like that you, um, um, oh my gosh, paint the picture of it as remembering because um, yeah, it is. it is almost like, a habit and remembering that habit and being able to say, Oh, let me come back around to yes, being grateful for whatever the snow falling, the beautiful gold roof in the skyline. Yeah. Really, truly. Yeah. Awesome. Well, how so how do folks connect with you? How do they get a hold of your book? So in the United States, you could get the book anywhere. So it's online. If you have an indie bookstore, just ask them to order it. They may even have it because it's available. Um, and in Europe um, and in, in many of the countries, you could get it through Amazon. I know that for sure um, because a bunch of the people that I know over in Europe and the Middle East and even in Australia got the book. Oh, wonderful. So there are ways to get the book. I know you said you have a large international audience. Um, you could also go to my website, which is EileenMartaMerman.com. I, I guess it's going to be on the um, on the the notes from today. Yes. And you could download the book um, for free. Oh, wonderful. Well, yes, everyone, I'll be sure to put links in show notes of uh, website and then my Amazon link and all of that fun stuff. So we will. Yes. And I'll do a post out on the Facebook page for those of you who are on the um Healing Place Podcast Facebook page. Um, and if you aren't, please go, please go do so if you're on Facebook because I put out inspirational memes, but I'm I'll put out a picture of me with the book. 
out on the beach <laughs> with Sammy or one of the doggos. And uh, yeah, again, I'll, I'll put a way for you to connect. And um, yeah, That's so wonderful. so now what is your what is your website so people can connect with you? So it's exactly that EileenMartyrMerman.com. So okay. I know it's a long name, um, but it will be in the show notes. Yes. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And then there's links to this, you know, some videos and there's links to, you know, read about all the different things I do and so on. So. Okay. Wonderful. Well, it's just been such a joy to have you here. Thank you for, well, writing your book because, and I tell you, I've been writing a book for 10 years. So as you spoke about that, I was like, oh, I'm so relating to this because, right. and right. everyone keeps saying, Terry, finish the book. I'm like, I know. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's not easy. Right. Right. It's not well, easy it's just... because you, you, the, the, it, it's actually something it's a healing experience to write a memoir and to write a book and um, stuff comes up that you didn't expect. <laughs> yes. So it's quite a process. It's a healing process and it's wonderful and difficult. Right. Right. I think my mom's passing was almost like that final piece that said, okay, now, because she gave me her stamp of approval that I said, because mom, some of the, some of our ugly truth is going to be out there. So she's like, that's okay. Put it out there. All right. Right. So she was ready to let it go herself. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, again, thanks for being here and, and the healing work that you do. Thank you. It was a pleasure to meet you, Terry. Really. Yes, you too. All right. Well, everyone, thanks for joining us today on the Healing Place podcast. And remember, until next time, be gentle with yourself. Be thanks. well. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Hey, everybody. Terry Welbrock here. Just wanted to thank you again for being a part of this healing space and my hashtag hope for healing journey. Thank you for sharing, liking, inviting others to join, listening in. Uh, you've really helped this show blossom. It has now been downloaded in 136 countries and is in the top 2% globally out of 3.2 million shows, which is just amazing. And it's all because of you and your tuning in and inviting others and sharing and liking and loving and your reviews on apple really help too my goal is to hit 100 five-star reviews uh, by the end of the year and i am closing in on that so if you are listening in on apple or apple podcasts please go and rate the show and leave a review if you absolutely love it and uh, i would be most appreciative also if you would like to receive my monthly Hope for Healing newsletter, please be sure to go to terrywellbrock.com. It's T-E-R-I, just one R, W-E-L-L-B-R-O-C-K.com. And I have a, uh, a gift to send you for signing up for that monthly Hope for Healing newsletter. Plus, there are many other resources listed on that page, including a resource library. All right. Thanks. Bye-bye.